Welcome once again to another episode of Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. Before I get started today, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who reached out to me or to members of my family and just for all the prayers that were lifted up for my grandma. That's one of the reasons why it's taken me a while to get this episode done. We've been dealing with things with her and there have been other things going on in my life and I just got busy and I am now able to get this episode recorded. This was one that I have been wanting to record for a while. And so again, my grandma is doing better. And just thank you for all of the prayers that you send my way and my family's way. Also, before we get started today, I just want to quickly remind you once again, as well, that you can email the podcast truth from the heart podcast at gmail.com. If you have a question about something I reference on one of these episodes, I also try and post the links. If I have a link to a song or a link to an article that I mentioned, I try and post those in the description of each episode. But if you need those or want those as well, email the podcast truth from the heart podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can listen to the episodes at the podcast website, rss.com forward slash podcast, forward slash truth from the heart. And now let's get started with today's episode. And the other thing I want to say before I get started, too, is that I pray before each episode and I say, God, give me the words to say. I I don't want to just open the mic and just start going and make it sound like I'm babbling or just, you know, sort of talking in circles. I kind of want to have a direction that I am going and I just talk about whatever God has put on my heart to say. I try and spend quite a bit of time on each episode and just make sure I know what I want to talk about. And so for this one, we are talking about why all lives matter to God. And this is definitely going to be stretched into different parts. And so I hope you will tune into every part. So let's get started. God is the creator of life. He gives each one of us a life to live, so we can't waste the time that he's given us. We need to find our purpose in life and then live every day for him. All lives matter, and it's one of the greatest gifts that we have. Many of you will already know most of what I'm going to be talking about in the first part of this episode, but there might be some out there who need to hear all of this. And I hope by the end of these episodes, if you are struggling with finding your purpose in life or believing that your life doesn't matter, I hope you will be able to change your view about life and discover God's purpose for your life. All right. And if you've listened to some of these episodes, you know that I like to start with the basics. So let's get to the basics. And that is that God is the creator of life. We are shown this in Genesis 2, 7. And Genesis is the first book of the Bible. And I read from the ESV or the English Standard Version. So you can follow along in whatever version that you have. And I've got a lot of verses for you on this episode. I'm going to try and hopefully go slow. Hopefully you'll be able to get all these down. And if you can't read them as I'm going along, maybe I'm going too fast. And I hope you'll write them down and look at them later. Genesis 2, 7. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils nostrils, the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. Of course, that was Adam. So God is the creator of life and life is a gift from God. Something that's interesting is that as humans, we have a unique opportunity as humans in that we are the only species that get to have a relationship with God. 
Think about that. Angels don't. And I know some would say, well, angels are in heaven. They're there to serve God. They're there to worship him. But they don't get to have that relationship like we have with him. They can't sit there and call him father like we can call him. Of course, animals don't have a special relationship with God either. We are created in his image. We're also reminded of that in Genesis as well. Genesis one twenty seven. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And I know that there would be many who would agree with me on this, and that is that walking with Jesus is truly the journey of a lifetime. And sure, it's going to be filled with its ups and downs, but when you know Jesus, you know that he is walking alongside you each and every moment of your life. And I say a life without Christ is a wasted life. He has a purpose and a plan for each of us, no matter how big or small the purpose is. God never does anything on a whim or waste anything. And if you aren't willing to serve him, he'll find someone else to fulfill his will. There is a video out there on YouTube, and there's different versions of it. It was a video that was put together from a sermon of an old-time preacher, and his name was S.M. Lockridge. And he did a message all about the different attributes of Jesus, and it, it went on for quite some time, but a lot of these videos take bits and pieces of the attributes that he's describing. And one of the lines in one of those videos, I just love this. And it is, you can't outlive him and you can't live without him. And I think that pretty much sums up our lives. We cannot outlive God and we also can't live without him. You may think that you can live without him, but we cannot. And here's why it's so important to have God in your life, to have Christ in your life. And that is when we come to know Christ, we have a new life and we are new creations in Christ. As we are told in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And to me, that is just so amazing. And it may be hard for some to understand. And that's okay because there is a story in the Bible of a man who was a Sanhedrin. He was part of the religious elders or leaders of the time, and his name was Nicodemus. And he came to Jesus at night. And you can find the entire conversation in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 to 21. John 3, 1 to 21, that's the story of Jesus and Nicodemus. And Jesus is talking about being born again. And Nicodemus asked what many that may be listening right now are asking, how can one be born again that has already been born? But what it means, what Jesus was trying to explain was when we come to know him, we are new creations. He comes in, he changes our hearts and our views, the way that we view the world, the way that we view things will change. The way maybe we treat people will change, but people will see a change in us if we truly have Christ in our lives. That's what Jesus means by being born again. We are almost like a new person, you know, and so we're not physically born again. We are spiritually born. And that is what Jesus was trying to explain to Nicodemus in this passage. And Jesus said this, and this is why it's important to be born again or be born spiritually. And that is Jesus answered in John 3, 3. And again, this is in that passage. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see 
the kingdom of God. So if you come to know Christ, you have to really mean it. You have to really say, I want you to be in my life. And I think you really have to make an effort to allow him to come into areas of our lives. The very first episode that I did was all about pride. And then another one that I did was about stop looking like the world. And I said in over those episodes, I said, one, our pride can get in our way and we think that we can do this life on our own and we cannot. And, and then in the other episode, I think I mentioned that we have to give God unfettered access to every area of our lives. So when we come to know Christ, we have to open all the doors of our lives and say, God, come in, help me in this area, walk alongside me. And he will, and he will change your heart and he will make you a new creation in Christ. And I think this is one of the arguments of whether you can tell whether someone is saved or not. Because if your life does not look any different from before you knew Christ, then I would argue I don't think you're truly saved because then you have no witness. And that's why I've heard pastors say, well, you can't really tell what's in somebody's heart. I think you can. And and I know that some would say, that somebody may be saved, but they're just not listening to the Holy Spirit. They're not following the Holy Spirit. But again, if your life does not look any different from what it did before, when everyone knew that you were not a Christian, then I would argue, I don't think you are a Christian because your life should look different because Jesus has been in the life-changing business since the beginning of time. And that's what he does. He comes and he changes hearts and he changes lives forever. There is a, I've told you that I'm going to do special features on some of these episodes, and that's where I post songs, or sometimes I may just add a little bit more to what I've said in some of the episodes. I've done a couple of special feature episodes already, and for this one, I found a great song that I think goes along with this being crucified with Christ, being born again, and being new creations in Christ. And it's from a group called Phillips, Craig, and Dean, and it's a song called Crucified with Christ. And so when I get a chance, I will post that special feature episode, so you will definitely want to check that out. If you've never heard the song, you've never heard the group, then again, you'll definitely want to check that out. And here's another important point that I want to make, and that is that there is something that's more important than our lives, and that is our souls, because our soul is really who we are. I mean, our bodies are shells, but it's our soul that will live on forever. I don't want to get too philosophical. I don't want to have a psychology lesson, but just know that it's the soul. That's who we are. That's the root of who we are. And so that's why I think it's so important. We got to let Jesus into our hearts and let him change our hearts because the, I believe our soul, a lot of what drives our soul comes from the heart. And here's a question that's essential to ask. And that is, do you know where you're going to spend all of eternity? And if you don't today, I can tell you there's only two choices. One is in the presence of Christ, and the other is not in the presence of Christ. Heaven and hell are real. And here's another misconception that I've heard people say, and that is, oh, God's going to send somebody to hell. God gives us free will. And that means he gives us the choice whether to choose salvation or not. See, he paid the price he paid the price for our sins. Jesus paid for it at the cross. The wages of sin is death. 
but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So it's our decision whether we decide whether to accept that gift of salvation or not. So God does not send anyone to hell. So if you've heard that before, that is a total misconception, and that is misconstruing the Bible, misconstruing who God is. He gives us free will. He wants us to choose and ask him and make him the Lord of our lives, but he will not force himself on us. And I've heard a lot of things living in the state of Texas, of course, about the border and and how we, you know, we shouldn't allow people to just come in, you know, unfettered or unchecked. And there would be some that would argue and say, no, you know, let them come in, let them, let them come into the country. You know, what harm are they doing? But did you know that even heaven, I don't want to downgrade this, but did you know that heaven has a pretty strict, what I would say, immigration policy? Because if your name is not in the Lamb's book of life, then you are not going to reside in heaven for all of eternity. And the Lamb's book of life is mentioned all the way in the last book of the Bible, Revelation 21:27. But nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And you know how your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life? If the Lord is the Lord of your life. If you ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, he is the one that is in the driver's seat of your life. I have no problem telling people, look, I'm not the one. People would say, what's your life to live? No, no. I'm living for Christ. I try and live for Christ each and every day. I try and be an example for Christ in my life each and every day. And I say, okay, you know, God, I'm not making the decisions here. You are because my life belongs to you. And there is so much security that we can have in that because God's never going to mess it up. He never messes anything up. The enemy does that because the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But God will never come in and make our lives worse than what we have. I heard somebody once say that if God takes something away from you in your life, he will always give you something better. He will never give you something worse. I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel. I'm merely saying that I have found that to be true in my life as well. He's not here to tear us down. He's not here to give us anything less than the best. God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. Why in the world would he not give us the best? He loves us so much. I just mentioned how our faith is secure in Christ and we can be secure as believers. And so if you are a believer and you're struggling and you're saying, I just, I don't know if I'm going to heaven. I just, I don't know. Maybe you're really struggling with your faith. And that of course is doubt. And it comes from the pit of hell. But if you are struggling, then I want you to rest assured that your faith is secure in Christ. We hear about security for our phones, for our computers, but putting our faith and belonging to Christ is the most security that we can have. Colossians 3.3 says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And also John 10.28-29 I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hands. That's pretty powerful. Jesus is pretty much saying, look, 
when we come to know him, we are his forever and ever. And no one or no thing will ever be able to take away our faith. And that's why I say I think the greatest gift that we can have is our faith. Because if you truly have your faith in Christ, then no one will ever be able to take that away from you. We are secure in Christ. And also... Something else that I want to mention here is I know that some denominations believe that you can lose your salvation, okay? And I believe this is simply not true. I just read that verse in John, and I've heard some denominations and some people say that, well, somebody turned away from the faith. You know, they knew Christ or they came to know Christ at an early age. They turned away, and hopefully they'll come back to him. Once saved, always saved. That's what I believe. Now, that doesn't mean that you you may still have some of those old habits or do some of those old things that you used to do before you knew Christ, but I believe that you will have a different perspective, and I think it's one of those... Let me put it this way. I heard a pastor say this. When you come to know Christ, you will sin less. Now, that doesn't mean you will be sinless, but you will sin less. And I believe that when we, you also come to know Christ, it again, it affects your heart. You almost, I would say, repent, not immediately, but you repent a lot quicker than if you are not a Christian. Because you may not even give it a second thought. You may do something and just be like, okay, you know, I don't care. You know, I just, I was rude to that person or I said this and it doesn't matter. But I think when the Holy Spirit and when Jesus is in your heart, then I think you, there's a stirring in your heart and you're saying, you know what? I I didn't handle that the right way. I shouldn't have handled it this way. I, I shouldn't have said this, you know, God, forgive me. Maybe you go back to the person that you hurt and say, look, I was wrong. That is what the Christian walk is all about. I am getting close to the 20-minute mark, and as I've said, I want to try and keep each episode under 20 minutes. I think that it's important because I don't want you to tune out or miss anything that I'm talking about. And so let me go ahead and say a quick prayer, and then I will continue this on the next episode. Lord, thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for us and be the sacrifice for our sins so that we can have eternal life. Lord, I pray for those out there who don't know you today. I pray that today they would get on their knees and they would come and ask you to be the Lord of their lives. And in the next episode, I'm going to walk them through how they can do that and the steps that they need to do to do that. But Lord, I just pray that you would move in so many hearts and bring more and more people to you. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Truth from the Heart with Travis Sullivan. Remember, Jesus is King, Maranatha, and God bless until next time.